everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett and Kyle here today. And we have a very special episode today because we are celebrating Mother's Day. So we wanted to welcome on a very special first-time guest, one of our most recent mothers at Catalyst. Welcome to the show, Deborah Chan. Welcome, Deborah. Hello. And we also have the guy that made her a mom. Marcus is in studio too. Welcome, Marcus. What's up, Marcus? And he's waving at us. <laughs> oh, we got a smile at least. Oh, and oh, a wave. <laughs> so, uh, as we said, it is Mother's Day coming up, and we wanted to celebrate all of those moms out there. So, thank you for all the work that you are doing to make our families uh, healthy and strong and helping to lead our kids. Uh, closer to the Lord. And so we wanted to kick it off with Deborah and ask Deborah, Deborah, are there any things that God has shown you since becoming a mom more about who he is that you didn't realize or recognize before? You know, um, I kind of thought about that question on the way here and not like the whole what I didn't know before, mm. but I would say like this is, this is probably the most, um, what's that word? Um like cheesiest answer ever but like <laughs> hey cheesy answers are good just like the magnitude of love like this is like having a child it's like another level that I've never experienced before and like I feel like if I could love my child this much like how much more could God love me mm. and um I just I feel like that's the biggest one but I think another one I could think of is just like hmm And nobody can see it, but Deborah is hitting Brett, giving him a wink, <laughs> wink, nod, nod. Hey, I, I'm not a mom, so I can't answer this question. No, just like, I don't know, like the fine details of everything, like what what it takes to care for someone mm. on a like deeper level. Um, like they're so um dependent at this age and it makes me really sad thinking that one day he won't need me like mm -hmm. he does right now but um I think when I reflect on my relationship with God and just seeing how I need him every single day and even though I'm a grown adult like mm -hmm. I could come to my father for anything I need and um, just talk to him and I think that's something I have to do intentionally because it's something I didn't really have with like my own parents, mm. um, like earthly parents. So, um, yeah, just being more mindful of, of that. Do you find yourself like that, that kind of revelation of care and concern for somebody, right? Do you find that going into, um, I don't want to, how do I phrase this? Unhealthy places too? Because I, I see that in, in my wife, like where care and concern can then go into worry and stress and that kind of stuff too. Do you, do you find you've already experienced like that side of it or that battle? Definitely. I feel like in the very beginning when you have literally no idea what you're doing yeah. and like <laughs> they give you this baby and they're like, oh, good luck. Yeah, like right, after right. you leave the hospital, everyone's like, enjoy the time at the hospital and ask all the questions you can. But you're kind of in baby bliss at that point and you're just like, oh, everything's great. And so the moment I went home, it was just like I Googled everything <laughs> under the sun and like my milk didn't come into like four days mm -hmm. and I could tell he was hungry. And a part of me was like, I don't want to give him formula. Like, even though like 
fed his best. I, like, wanted to give him breast milk, but, like, he was just so hungry. So I just, like, I remember, like, being up really late at night, and he was crying, and I was crying. And, like, just that anxiety level was so intense um, in the beginning, not just from feeding, um, but, like, every little thing. Like, he's not sleeping, Google that. Mm -hmm. Like, all my worries and anxieties were, like, at an all-time high at a very unhealthy place. But at the same time, I feel like I had to release that control to God. Mm. Like, I was constantly in prayer in mm. the beginning. Like, even if it's just me repeating, like, Lord, help me in this, Lord, help me in this, Lord, help me in this. Like, I just felt like I was constantly, like, I can't do mm. this by myself. Because I, th- I think there's something that, that God puts in mothers of that that protect protection, care, and concern that's <clears throat> a different type than what dads have. And so it's it's really strong and very... It's awesome, but then it also has that, I think, that that dimension where it can turn into unhealthy and just really becomes a burden instead of really what, what God designed it for. So, so thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course. So do you feel like as time has gone on and as you, you're, it seems like your relationship with the Lord has deepened because you've had to, like, been in that desperate place for him, do you feel like your worries and anxiety has kind of alleviated a little bit? Oh, yeah. I think definitely when he's, like, getting older and not as, like, he's still dependent, but, you know, not like that feeding every two, one hour, two hour, waking mm-hmm. up every couple hours. Um, <laughs> he just burped. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that, but he just had a big belch. Um, I definitely don't feel that much <laughs> intense, like, mm-hmm. desperation, I guess. But um, I try to live in the moments, you know, um, the day-to-day, even though it's very, like, redundant and got to do what I got to do with him. But, um, yeah, living the day-to-day. I I think one thing that's really cool to see, I I got to go to uh, college with Deborah, Mm -hmm. and um, I think just seeing her um, in college and then um, come check out Catalyst and, and where she's been in her faith, it's been awesome to see the ways that she's grown and, and how hungry she was. And then now yeah. seeing her as, as a mother, I think it's really cool to know that um, her son is going to be raised in a way that, um, yeah, is, is, is towards the Lord. And um, that, that guidance is really good. I, I think Deborah's one of the people for um, our young adult group. That is like one of the biggest blessings and, not success stories, but just one of the biggest blessings that's come through. And, um, you know, she's been a big part, too, of inviting other people to our church. And so um, to see her faith and to see her as a mom is just something um, really awesome uh, for me. And, and I'm glad to hear that she's doing well. We, I got to visit her early on, and um, I didn't know what how, how they were going to be doing. <laughs> but when I got in, they were doing awesome. And so it was really cool to see such a blessing and... Um, yeah, I'm glad that we could have her on for the Mother's Day episode. I think it's super cool to hear somebody whose life has changed. Um, yeah, they say that that's the biggest change of life you could have. Mm-hmm. As soon as, yeah, they tell you good luck, I guess, when you have <laughs> that baby. Oh, yeah. So you ready for that, Brett? Um, we'll pause on that, and that'll be for, uh, for another discussion. <laughs> something I wanted to say about what you said. Um, I think that's what something that really drew me to Catalyst was – the children ministry, like mm. just seeing the kids there mm. whenever I would um, 
because I would visit a little bit um, in the beginning before I like committed to coming. But one of the things that were highlighted to me were just like how confident the kids were in their identity and like stepping out and I could see them like going to pray for people or just like deciding to, um, oh, I want to share what God told me today. So they go up in front of the whole congregation and just like say it in the mic. And I'm like, this is something I did not grow up seeing mm. in the children at my churches. So like Catalyst was really special and I could see that. And so I'm really excited that Marcus gets to grow up in that kind of environment and have those type of leaders to instill that foundation in them. <laughs> Marcus Marcus is all ready to Marcus, for his turn yeah. to be on the mic. He found the mic. Marcus wants the mic. Okay, so Deborah, um another question. Uh, is there anything that you like learned or appreciated more about your own mom that maybe before you <laughs> either took for granted or you, you complained about, but it's like, oh man, I appreciate my mom so much more now since becoming a mom yourself? Oh yeah. So if you guys don't know my relationship with my mother, she is, how would I explain her? <laughs> Brett's laughing. She's like a child in itself. Like, she has such a childlike spirit, which mm. is very fun. But when that's your mother, there's a lot of frustration that comes with that. And I feel like it was very, um, I don't know, like, she, an, an, like, I don't want to say annoyed, but she really <laughs> did annoy me a lot growing up. Mm. And she does. She has like no self awareness, mm -hmm. and that's what bothered me the most. And so she has no boundaries. <coughs> so um, just growing up with that, I feel like, interestingly enough, like having Marcus has like kind of reconciled a lot of things in my family, not just within me and my mother, but mm. um, like just a backstory. Two thousand twenty one was a really hard year. We lost both my grandmothers, mm. and they were, like, our last <coughs> set of grandparents we had. And um, both my parents losing their mothers put a lot of strain on their marriage, so they went into counseling. And through counseling, my mom had a lot of self-reflection that she's never really mm. had. Mm. And that invited her to ask me questions. Like, she was over all the time helping with Marcus. And that was one of the things I was like, my mom's going to be over all the time. And <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to survive. Like, yeah. if like you guys know me as Deborah, the super happy, like, extreme crazy girl, right? But when my mother is in the picture, she's my kryptonite. She will <laughs> bring me down. Like, I could flip a switch like that, you know? And I um, can't see it. I no, the ugliest sides of me comes out when my mom's around. And I, like, Justin knows that he always has to, like, kick me under the table, like, during dinner or something, because, like, just how I react to things. Um, I have no control, you know? But with my mom coming to realization and... <laughs> going into counseling, and she, like, asked me one day, she said, was I a good mother to you, or what did I do as a mom that really bothered you? Mm. Oh, and man. that's a really <laughs> deep question. She yeah. put me on the spot, you know, and, like, I didn't want to, like, okay, here's my list of things. <laughs> I didn't want to just, like, whip everything out, but I, like, did go into some details, and I wasn't sure how she was going to react, but I think because... It was a reflection time for her. She was very 
um, receptive to it. Mm. And she apologized for certain things. And she's like, I do. I know I am this way. And I know I wasn't the best mom in this way. Um, and a lot of it stems from like her childhood and how she was raised. And so she was like, I'm really sorry. And I think just from her acknowledging that mm. and like saying the sorry, it's given me a lot more like grace towards her. Mm. Like I feel like like we had that conversation and then she's asked me kind of like now that we've had this conversation, like how do we go forward from here? So we've had to have those conversations where I was like, I know my tone towards you is not in the best way, like the most respectful way. And I, I don't want Marcus to pick up on that and kind of dismiss you because I do that. And so she's like, yeah, I don't want that either. So we would have these conversations of like when she goes overboard, when she does cross boundaries, like how can we address that without it escalating <laughs> or without me snapping like I normally do. So it's been really, really good. I feel like it's been healing for me a lot. Um, it's just cool that it's kind of like come full circle now that I have a kid and like I can see her love for me through my love for him. Cause like when she would come over, she's like, you know, I am here to watch Marcus, but like first and foremost, like you are my kid and you're my priority. Like, I'm here to make sure you're okay, to make sure you have a meal so, like, you have time to eat. Um, and just, like, hearing those things where, like, I didn't really hear those things, or maybe I did, <laughs> but I just was so full of anger at the time. I just didn't accept it. Um, I see that now, and I feel like God's really revealed that to me. Good job, Marcus. <laughs> did well, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's super cool hearing that story because, you know, I feel like that's what God is doing. It's just reconciling and reconciling relationships. And, you know, through Jesus, that's what he offers with him, right, is reconciliation. And so for all of you moms out there and all you kids out there that might have a strained relationship with either your mom or with your child, God can still reconcile that. And so don't lose hope. We want you all to have hope that God can reconcile that. And sometimes it just means doing a little bit of reflection and recognizing the part that we play in in that and, and bringing that to the Lord and then bringing that to uh, the other person too so we can receive forgiveness and, and really come closer together. And I think that's so evident in your story, Deborah. I just think it's super cool to see how um, because of Marcus, uh, <laughs> actually your relationship with your mom has gotten a lot better. I think that's super cool. I think that's one thing as a as a parent, whether it's a mom or dad, just that aspect of humility and being able to like admit to your kid that you did wrong or that you've messed up. Um, I didn't hear that growing up either, but trying, but not 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 that my relationship with my parents was bad, but I didn't have that example that you're supposed to do that because you feel like oh the parents got to be you're you're the authoritarian. You gotta you, if you show that, then it's a weakness. They might exploited or something but really it's actually it brings a deeper connection and a respect that the kids like oh yeah they're not perfect and they're humble and i need to i need to kind of model that too so mm -hmm. that's cool that you're already seeing that and that you'll be able to pass that on to marcus mm -hmm. yeah that perspective I, I think is huge in hearing your story the humility from both sides to be able to have a conversation about it mm -hmm. i think sometimes things like that it, it doesn't even get talked about 
and and the way you talk about it um, doesn't happen. So it doesn't allow for that place of healing and, and reconciliation. And a huge thing is, I think, the perspective that each you and your mom were able to come from. Her in her situation kind of it set her back to look at things from a different perspective. And then for you now being a, a mother, right, the, the perspective. And, you know, one thing I know from having my own run-ins with my mom and having a... <laughs> no, not that, Nancy. No way. No, everybody everybody comes up to me and was like, oh my gosh, I love you and Dylan, your relationship with your parents. And I'm like, I mean, you see it now, but you weren't, you weren't there when we were in the mud, you know, so... No, I, I heard some stuff from your dad. I'm so sure I, you have. I, I kind of know some of the background. But I, I think one, one thing I know is like, moms are going to mom. Like, you're not going to stop them. Like, as a kid, you can... <laughs> talk back you can act a fool you can be disrespectful but I, I think the biggest change for me s- similar to like some of the perspective that was shifted for Deborah and her mom was like at one point my parents had to just tell me you're our firstborn we've never done this before yeah. so the things you're going through like it's our first time as a parent too and so we're not perfect because I think I had this expectation of like well you're my parents so you should know how come you don't know the answer or how come it's so hard and you aren't helping? But for them, it's like, well, we're, we're figuring it out as well. And I think when I heard that, I was like, oh, like it wasn't so much for some reason I thought like we were on opposing teams almost, right. but like, oh, we should be trying to as silly as it sounds like be on the same team. And so I think similar to you, Deborah, I had to have a lot more grace for myself and, and for them. And then, I think things become easier just because you have a, a, a different level of understanding where you're like, oh, okay, when I ask my parents or when I'm frustrated with this, they don't know either and they're trying to figure it out. And so like we need to figure it out together or I need to help them figure it out or they need to help me figure it out. Whereas before I'm like, come on, dad, come on, mom, you should have the answer. Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? But um, character building isn't the answer for everything. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, that's... <laughs> that that's already come up like so many times where i'm like okay mom i know you're right i've even told her off the podcast like okay if you listen to episode the last two in this month and the last other one you'll get a shout out on there because um your words ring true in in, in a lot of ways give her a shout out now i know okay thank you mom i love you <laughs> thank you thank you for thank you for sticking with me even when we're in the mud and um i appreciate the ways that you have um, yeah, shown me how to deal with both the good, but also talk through and work through the adversity. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've appreciated about my mom and, um, you know, asking me every day, how are you doing? What's going on? Mm. And when you're young, you're just like, fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And then they want to ask more. Right. And then my dad's like, Brett, you just answer your mom the way that she wants to hear. She won't keep asking you. So just do it the first time. It's like, fine. <laughs> Nancy, Brett has cleaned up well. <laughs> the mud is off, and he's he's cleaned up very well. So good job, Nancy. Something I do really appreciate about um, Auntie Nancy is whenever I do see her, which is very seldom because they don't live in California, she came up to me a couple times <coughs> at church that I'd see her, and she's like, how, like, you know, everyone's like, how's it being a mom? But her, she's like, it's humbling, isn't it? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like. The, your kids will keep you on your knees praying. I'm like, I feel it now. And <laughs> I can't imagine having more than one. 
but like she keeps it real and she's very like not just like the surface level things you know mm. like she really does go deeper about the struggles too but yeah she must feel comfortable with you because <laughs> i'd be like okay dang my mom's just <laughs> going there <laughs> uh, i think that's one of the aspects of you know doing special episodes like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandparents' Day, is it's an opportunity for us to really honor uh, the people that came before us. And, and, you know, that's one of the Ten Commandments, right, is honor your mother and father. And really, I think a lot of times when we think of that passage, we think of it as like little kids honoring their mm. parents as they're growing up. Really, But uh, the more that I've come to hear it taught or just reflected on that passage really i think it's for everyone it's not just for little kids but it's for adult kids to honor their parents and for i i, I really appreciate that about deborah and about brett right now just being able to share and and honor their parents you know even though they're adults they're still able to honor their parents and i think that's something that for all of us we have opportunities to do each each day or each week or each month is just to honor uh, our parents and you know reflect on the ways that they've helped us to become the people that we are. And and I think that just that role is so, um, you know, in our society isn't, isn't understood or isn't highlighted. And I think uh, that's probably why God put it in the 10 commandments is because society doesn't want us to do that. Uh, the enemy doesn't want us to do that, but God wants us to be in a culture of honor where we're honoring our parents. And then, you know, as we honor our parents, then we can recognize the ways that our kids are honoring us too. So I think that's super cool. Thanks for sharing, guys. Well, I'm, I'm going to put you guys on the spot then, make you guys fly off the dome. It shouldn't, <laughs> it shouldn't just be me honoring my mom. You guys you guys have moms too. I think you you and Kyle, some grown folks should be uh, also you, setting the example. Do you think we have moms? Or <laughs> I, I well, know you, you have moms. Well, you saw my mom a couple of weeks ago. So. Yeah. I, I think you guys should give a shout out to your moms too. Hey, right, Damon, kick us off. <laughs> well, I appreciate it when my mom suddenly comes to the office unexpectedly and walks in on a podcast and just sits there. <laughs> uh, no, but I think, too, as uh, my kids have gotten older and as I have tried to navigate being their dad, I just really appreciate both my mom and my dad a lot more, just the ways that uh, they loved me the best way that they could in the ways that they knew, mm. right? So... Um, Something came up with Dylan yesterday. Uh, we went to go watch a uh, musical at an elementary school musical, and it was kind of cool because all the people were wearing stuff that Brett printed for Ahava. So it was kind of cool like that. But anyway, uh, we were sitting there, and uh, after intermission, someone sat in Dylan's seat, right? And so uh, he he looks at me, and he's like, Dad, they're sitting in my seat. And I was like, yeah, you need to tell you ask them nicely if they can move. And he got like scared and he's like, but I don't want that. That's weird. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And it kind of really quickly brought to mind, like I used to be like that too. Mm. I used to do that too. And then I would ask my mom, like, mom, can you do this for me? And then she'd be like, you're such a chicken. And then, <laughs> and, then and then she'd do it. Right. And that was her way of like caring for me. And I told Dylan, cause in reflection, I was like, okay, that's how my mom was trying to sh her best to care for me. But at the same time, I do feel like there were certain ways that, you know, easy stuff like that, it would have been helpful for me if she would have just said, hey, do it. Mm. Right? Like, you need to learn how to do some of these uncomfortable things sometimes, mm. and that's going to help you as you get older. But 
you know, her way of caring for me was I'll just do it for him. Right. And so in reflecting on that, I was like, Oh, okay, Dylan, like it's going to help you as you get older. If you just learn how to do some of these uncomfortable things. So you just need to ask them to move. And so he did. And it was kind of, it was a funny situation, but he, they ended up moving and he sat down and it, it ended up being fine. But you know, in that I used to be resentful of my mom. Cause it was like, man, she didn't get me ready to be an adult, right? Like she just did everything for me. So then I feel unprepared. Right. But then in reflecting, it's like, no, that's just the, the best way for her to love me and care for me was she saw me in trouble and she wanted to help me out. And so I've had to reconcile that. So mom, just thank you for the ways that you have shown your love for me. Uh, even in times that I didn't appreciate it, but, uh, just, always knowing that you had my back and that you were going to step up. And even when I took advantage of you stepping up, it was <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's uh, kind of Brett, what you were touching on is sometimes we, as teenagers, we lose kind of perspective of the role that our moms have in our lives. And we just, you know, we, oh, I, I, you get annoyed by this or that. And, um, you know, I, I think in my mind I had some of those, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll never do it like this or I'll never do it like that. Mm. But like the way you were saying is, and what you just said too, Damon, like they were doing the best they could with what they were modeled. And so we can make adjustments going forward. But looking back, you're like, yeah, they, they actually, they were doing, in, in their mind, I think they were doing really good. Mm -hmm. But now we see like, oh, there's maybe some gaps there. But for me, just looking back on, on my mom, just the care and concern that she had for our family. I remember she would stay up. She would always be up late. She's mm -hmm. not a good sleeper anyways, but she would read. And her light was always on in her room. I don't know how my dad slept. Like, well, my dad sleeps like a rock, but, <laughs> but it's like always had her night night on reading. But she, I think she would, she would stay up till every kid was home, especially mm -hmm. like high school ages. Like she, that was her kind of like her role is that I want to make sure everybody gets home. And this is before cell phones and you can track <laughs> your kid and all that stuff. But I remember just that, that, that care and concern looking back if I felt kind of like you don't need to do that. Like yeah. you don't trust us or this or that. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, no, that she, that was her kind of like mother hen type thing. Like where she wanted to make sure her kids were in good shape or, um, that. So, um, but now looking back and as you get older and I'm trying to walk my son through this right now, cause I got a teenager and he's not on the same page as mom all the time. So, he and I are connecting more, but he's not with his mom as much. So mm. I'm trying to walk him through kind of like what you were saying, Brett, just, just give her, throw her some bones, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> don't just shut her out. Cause that's not good for her either. But looking back, um, you're going to regret if you don't do like, mm. a certain level of thing. Um, but in Proverbs 31, um, 30 or 31, sorry, 28, it says her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. I think that's how, I think it's a hard thing for moms is most likely there's going to be a hard season when your kids become teenagers because it seems like it <laughs> usually goes more towards the mom than the dad. Um, but I think there's that hope that when they get older, they're going to look back and say that you're blessed, that you, you, you did it well. But I think it's going to be that struggle of, oh, there's what did I do it right? Did I did I did I press in enough? Did I press in too much and all that kind of stuff? And so I, I give moms, 
shout out to all of you moms and my mom just for sticking with us when we're little jerks and <laughs> we don't treat you well. But just looking back from the other side, especially when you become a parent, you're like, wow, my mom really did a good job. That's something I'll say about Catalyst Parents. I feel like, not, I'm going to say everyone, but like the ones that I could point out, like um, you guys are great models for your kids and not just like kids, but like me, like a early parent is mm. just seeing how you guys parent. It's been very eye-opening because it's like not how I was raised and how like Damon was saying how he wished his mother kind of pushed him to do these things um, so that he was more prepared. I feel like you guys are very um, conscious of that and actively doing that and like even having their kids like go out and pray for people in the congregation like that would have been like my worst fear <laughs> as a kid if like an adult was like you need to go pray for someone but like they do it because like they are stemmed like you know like catalyst that's just the atmosphere and that's what they grew up with and that's what they know and so it's just like kind of second nature to them just do it well, a little behind the scenes. I took the transformation station in recently, uh-huh. and there's a lot of fear. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it might look easy, but I yeah. don't think it's as easy as it. But I, but I think that's how you overcome fear. Yeah. It's like you just go with them, and you're like, hey, it's not going to be as yeah. bad as you think, but you have to just kind of help yeah. them walk through it. But there's there's still fear there. But but yeah. what I mean is, yeah. like, you guys are encouraging the kids to yeah. do that because I, yeah. I never really saw mm. that growing up, you yeah. know? So I really appreciate all the Catalyst parents out there. Thanks. So, Deborah, as we start to wrap up, one of the things that we like to do on these special days is we like to ask the guests to pray <gasps> a blessing <laughs> over uh, the people that we're celebrating. So, Deborah, would you pray for the moms out there and just pray a special blessing as we celebrate Mother's Day and uh, just to bless them? Yeah, I'll do that. Um, just as I was like <laughs> praying for something, it <laughs> would be like my worst fear. But I'll, yeah, I'm but see, to you've do grown it. out of that. You're, you're not a little kid anymore. Now you're a mom. It's because so. I'm a catalyst, and it's pushed me to do some <laughs> things I'm not comfortable doing. But here we go. Um, dear Heavenly Father, God, I just want to thank you so much for all the mothers out there, and not just like um, mothers who gave birth, but like spiritual mothers too. Um, They have such an important role in children's lives and um, just experiencing it from firsthand. I just am so humbled by um, this responsibility that you've appointed onto us and just um, the capacity of love that we're able to um, take on and give and just be that nurturing spirit. Um, I just pray for all those mothers who are just struggling um, with their kids, whatever stage they're at, I just pray for comfort knowing that um, their kid loves them no matter what and um, that we we get that love um, from you, Lord. And I just pray that um, we don't get lost in our identity as mothers. I feel like sometimes mothers can feel like that's all they do and that's all that they are, but we're just so much more than that. Um, because we're precious daughters of Christ too. So I just pray that over them, Lord, that they're reminded of um, how precious they are in your eyes, Lord, and just how much um, you love them. And I just want to pray that over them this Mother's Day, that they feel loved and appreciated for everything that they do and sacrifice for their kids and um, that they feel poured into as well. Mm. So pray that over mothers. Um, use name, pray, amen. 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 See, you had nothing to worry about. That was awesome. <laughs> Thanks. 
So, Deborah, thanks again for coming on. And we're, you're always welcome to come on again in the future. You're, you're a natural. Thanks. I am very honored to be on here because I am an avid listener. So I'll be looking forward to it. Well, hopefully you'll be on again. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.